0: Well, hello, how are you? Welcome to our podcast. My name is Tres LeClaire, and the name of this podcast is called The Story of Burma. Now, this story has never really been told before. I've told it in little bits and pieces, partly because it's a very personal story. I've tried to record it several times, and I just pray that I can share it with the same authenticity and just relate the power of the experience in the way that I experienced that it was pretty amazing and it the story is just about how our in our time of greatest resistance how as we surrender holy spirit can become more real to us than ever before and you know it's like that scripture that says in him we live and move and have our being when i had nothing to stand on when i had nothing when all that was real to me all that was previously there to lean on was stripped away all i had was me and jesus and how he became just more real Than ever before. Okay, so I'll start at the beginning of the story, which was at the end of our trip in um, in Asia. So we had a six month trip in Asia. I think it was 2014. I think it was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And um, at the end of our six months, I found myself in a conference, and I was. um, just thinking about how our trip had been. And though we'd seen, we were doing a lot of ministry on the road and healing the sick and praying for people and seeing the Lord work in, in powerful ways. And it was, we saw a lot of people get healed. We saw, you know, the Lord work in our lives and other people's lives, and it was beautiful. But I also began to wonder, like, hmm, I wonder if the comfortability has kind of made me almost feel, almost where we accidentally... Um, how do you call it like organized holy spirit out of things and the reason why I was saying that was just because we kind of had an order of events by this time I always knew I would introduce I'd be the first speaker just because I was more bold then Chris would come after me then you know one of our other guys one of our other guys and we just kind of had an order of events not on purpose just the way that things panned out and and I want and I remember just thinking Wow, God I wonder if it might be better for me to be alone because I know that you will push me to do things that I have not done before, and and it's just because like I also when I'm working with a team, I always want to make sure that I'm not that I'm that I'm checking in with everybody and doing what everyone's happy with, and so it didn't really give as much room for Holy Spirit to move as radically as I would if I as if I was alone. And I began to think about that, and thinking, wow, I wonder if I should take a trip alone. You know, I just started thinking. And right then the Lord started speaking to me and I felt the Lord say, you're going to go through a really hard time. But if you don't resist and if you surrender, it's going to get much easier. And then I felt him say like loud and clear, this is a time where me and you are going to be pressed into each other. Where we're going to become one and you're going to hear my voice and feel my spirit like never before. And I saw myself and Jesus as two like beings pushed into each other we became one and it's just like the one that we were like lit up and ignited and then suddenly i was back as in i was out of that kind of the lord stopped speaking to me so the 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 the, that message was over and i began to think what i don't want to go through a hard time god and then i just began to say okay god i rebuke the devil if that was the enemy no i i don't want to go through a hard time I, i i just rebuke the enemy you know And after that was done, but I kind of felt, I kind of pretty much knew that it wasn't the enemy, but I was hoping that I could rebuke it away. Anyway, when I got home, me and Chris packed our bags and he was so excited saying, I'm so excited. We were on our way to Burma for the last 10 days of the stretch. Everyone else was going home. We were the six man team and me and Chris were headed to Burma and I don't know why I was packing my my bags, but I wasn't excited at all you know Chris tends to be excited earlier before me I tend to kind of wait for the experience so there's a measure of excitement but not full excitement I always feel like well I'll be fully excited when I'm there and I'm actually feeling the experience but at the time I just wasn't excited at all so anyway we wound up flying to Burma he wound up getting kicked out of the country because he had the wrong visa and I wound up coming into the country alone tears streaming down my face really scared and coming into a close country by myself with no rocks rock to lean on my husband is my rock no team to lean on just me me and jesus and anyway so one of the students picked me up He saw me in tears took me to the cab brought me to the house of the people then invited me there was two uh, two school teachers a husband and wife and there was you know it, right away i could see things in burma like you could see the hardships of the country. You could feel the scarcity of the food. You could see the poverty of the people. Yet there were so many beauties in the faces of the people. The people there were, I found them unusually beautiful. And I was just like, wow. Scenery was amazing. Every But at the time, I felt very heavy, you know. And, I, and I'm very sad. Because obviously my husband, I was scared. I was in a closed country by myself. And I'd never been on a mission trip by myself like this. But anyway, so I came to the house there. And I remember every night being in tears, you know, and just resisting, resisting in my heart so much and struggling. There there was, the, there was mold in the corners. There was a heaviness over the room I was in and I wasn't having a good time. Let's put it that way. There was hardly any food to eat. There was, I remember a tray of eggs. There was some rice in a pot of rice that would be there for days and I would eat it. And then there was a little bit of food served for dinner, but it's just like you could feel the scarcity, you know. And I was used to South Africa, the abundance, and you know, in every normal open country. And anyway, so I had fifty dollars on me. Right away, the lady told me, she said, "Listen, don't put your your card in the machine because the machine's going to eat your card up, and you and and you, it's not going to spit it back out." And I thought, what? So I only had fifty bucks cash on on me. I had fifty dollars. That's all I had. So I was like, how on earth am I going to make? this $50 lasts, you know? So part of the time I spent, the lady was very sweet, discipling the students she had there. I would go on outreaches as long as I could, but every day I would come back home, you know, sometime in the afternoon, maybe two, and I would be fighting against being here. It just felt so hard. Like, I definitely felt like these opposing forces and heaviness in the room, and I was trying to get for some reason, I didn't have a Bible on me. Everything was sent back. All I had was this John Crowder book. I'd be trying to connect every single day, but I couldn't connect. You know, I wasn't connecting with this book. I wasn't connecting with the Lord, and I just wanted to be out of there, you know. But I had ten days, and every day, whenever I could after the outreaches, I would. I would speak to Chris, you know, on video call and I would cry to him and he felt so bad and but there was nothing he could do, you know. So I felt so stuck without finances, it's fifty dollars I had to pay for my cabs and to go, you know, wherever I was going to these outreach events. And, and 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 the outreaches were amazing. They were powerful. But then I would come back to this heaviness in this room with mold and, and, and real like like a difficulty in my physical circumstances and just the the pushing in my heart because I didn't want to be there. And then I remember I felt like there was all these obstacles, you know. So finally, I was just like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. But I'm just going to speak to the lady. Because I I have $50 and it's, it's running out every single day. I went to the shops one of the first days to get some, like, food at the corner store. Like, cookies and crackers and things kind of to hold me off until dinner time. And, like... I got that, but then I just felt, okay, like I'm stuck, oh, what do I do, you know? And I just felt God showed me to speak to the lady and tell her everything. So I told her, listen, I'm stuck here without money. And I need help. And she just, she, so she was, God bless her. She was touched and she um, sewed a, a, a gift, you know, a financial gift into me of some cash. And I was able to use that to get around um, to my outreach events and pay for the cabs and stuff. That was a victory there, but again at night I would come to the and I would experience I couldn't connect and I was having so much resistance. So finally I remembered I went back to the place. Okay, God, what was the first word that you gave me? You know, at the very beginning, and I remember it. He said, "Treze, you're going to go through a really hard time and you're going to experience great resistance, but if you surrender and yield, it's going to get much easier." So I thought, what? How can I surrender to this? I, I'm 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 not enjoying it, God. I don't enjoy it. I cannot here. I want to go. I want to go home. You know, it's so bad. I'm crying every night, but I remembered like, okay, God, you said I need to surrender. I don't want to surrender, and I'm just do not not enjoying this, but if you say it's going to get easier when I surrender, even though through my crying and through my tears, okay, God, I surrender. You know my heart. Despite my kicking on the inside, you told me to yield, so I, I will yield. I choose to yield. I choose to surrender no matter how much you know I want to get out of this place, but I just surrender to whatever you have for me here, God. Just please do. You take over, God. Not my will, but your will. Just take over. You can have it and just take over. Do whatever you want on this trip. Immediately, I felt this great release. From that moment on, there was a great shifting in the spirit. So, and after that, I was just saying to the Lord, like, okay, God, I just everything started going from wrong to right, you know, and um So I told, I asked the lady, listen, I want to be on outreaches as often as I can. Even though I was going on long outreaches, I tried to see how I could do more outreaches. And I went to orphanages. I went to villages. I went to ladies groups. I went to youth groups. I went to church meetings. I went to house meetings. I went wherever I was invited, and it was powerful, and I was just like, okay, Holy Spirit, there's nothing but you and me, so whatever it is that you sent me here for, do whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do, and the Lord would tell me, Holy Spirit would say, okay, I want you to sing that song that you, that's never been sung, like that you never sang before in outreach, or that you heard that any people don't know, you know, I would sing, I would sing it, and then I would hear God, okay, I want you to prophesy over every person here, I would do it, and I would hear Him say, I want you to sing in tongues now in the middle of the meeting. I would do it. Whatever he told me to do, I would do. And I would experience this great release. People would be falling down and crying, including the children. It was just like, and the people. I could just see the the students that had come to translate with me who weren't connecting. And I could see their fire was kind of dulled. They began actually sitting up and listening to to myself as they were translating and they began to sit and listen it was just so powerful began to see holy spirit move through me like never before and i began to just live for the spirit and i said that you know when i would come back home again i was stuck with this book and i couldn't connect so i said god i can't be here anymore i can't connect you i'm not connecting you to to you in this room so i'm going to go out there and i'm going to go find you and i'm going to venture and i'm do whatever i can but i'm going to just find you find your spirit and be with you that's all I have and I felt the Lord say okay come and find me so in my spare time after the outreaches I would go and I would adventure and I would go and I would how do you call it I would I I remember being at the uh, back of a tuk-tuk and just speaking and listening to the voice of the Lord it felt like his voice was louder and clearer than ever before you know I just began to be in constant conversation with the Holy Spirit I never experienced a oneness this strong it was like when Finally, every single thing that I was holding on to was stripped away. All I had was the Lord. All I had was Holy Spirit, and He was all that I actually needed. I remember um, canoeing to an orphanage and being caught in the monsoon, but it being such a glorious experience, actually, we laughed, and with my translator, a student, I think it was Alan, you know, who'd become one of my friends. And, and we ran to the tea shop, and it was just flooding, and just the fun that we had, and it just began to be, life began to be exhilarating, and he, one day, he said, after outreaches, he said, can I take you to my village, and so I said, okay, and I went to his village, you know, he said, are you hungry at the village? I said, yeah, so he climbed up a coconut tree, cut off, cut off a coconut, brought it down, cut it in half, and we shared a coconut, you know, then he brought me to his village, I prayed for the sick people, I I, I held the babies, and kissed the babies and, and it was just like they had their the houses, their little wooden little shacks um, that were above the water. In the water there was like snakes swimming around and the, and, and these like really thin banisters and, 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 and pieces of wood like hammered together to make kind of really weak fitting uh, structures to walk from one. House to another, and it was just so. If you misstepped, you would fall easily. And I just don't. Even, everyone must have been so thin because I would misstep and just find my foot in a hole, and there were snakes at the bottom, and nothing was was firmly made. But these people were simple, and it was just so beautiful. The things that I experienced, and the rawness, in, in the nature, and the nature, and the simplicity, and the people, and the it was like God brought me back to square one, and and the beauty in the people's faces, like it was just powerful. And the way that I got to just freely minister and just be, it was just really one of the most powerful experiences I've I've ever had. And I began to really appreciate the things that I'd taken for granted. Like, for example, my life at home, you know, all the provision that the way God provided for us, the way we had abundant food was so different than when food was so scarce here. Or the way that all, you know, we had a beautiful community of young people that loved the Lord and I realized that I was taking so much for granted and not like living every day to as if it was you know my last or living every day to the full and even like the Lord began to speak to my heart you know and show me to apologize to a couple of the people at, that had stayed back at the at the house when it was hard for them to stay back and 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 to release us to preach the gospel out in the field you know it's always hard for the people to stay back by the stuff and this is one of the things I'm learning now after having my little ones. Like, wow, it's so much harder to stay back than it is to be out on the field ministering. And and the Lord just began to show me what love looks like and to apologize without excuse, you know, because... And, and about the power of relationship and how it's so important that when He wants to take us forward, how we need to let things go. You know, there was this one quote that I heard once that said, To forgive is to set the captive free. And I discovered that captive was you. And that's what I realized, that I needed to release anything that was ever on my heart, clogging my heart to another's heart. I just needed to release that person and to, even to take the first bold step, ask for forgiveness so that the air could be completely clear, no matter what the circumstance was, it didn't matter, you know. God was just showing me as well. He he even showed me, like, and he showed, after he showed me to write, like, apology letters, because he was speaking to me about his heart and how... Is our toward us is clear, and our heart toward our brethren should be clear, and we should always be overflowing in love. But how things come and try to block those, try to clog those heart valves, and we need to just keep them open. And it's so actually easy to love and be loved, and to forgive and receive forgiveness. And God wants us to be a family, and that family needs to be close. We need to be one heartbeat. And if there is anything, the littlest thing or the bigger things, it doesn't matter. That's causing division. We have to. It's like Carrie Job says, "When division, let divisions fall. When divisions fall, that's as how we come become one as a body." And it's so—it's a, such a powerful thing. I felt God say, "Well, when you come home, I want you to throw a feast for the people that have stayed back by the stuff, and I want you to wash people's feet. I want you to honor the brethren." God began to teach me about the power and the culture of honor, and it was just powerful. These were lessons that I hadn't known before, but. And how we empower ourselves when we empower others. Because as we lift up others, we become lifted up. And that's the kingdom way, you know. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And as we lift up others on our shoulders and empower them, we become empowered. And it's just because everything we do to others, we receive back. And it's just that love. It's just the oneness. That's how we grow as a body in Christ. When we're one. And the Lord began to give me a revelation about the oneness and how we need to be free to move in his spirit and to do what he tells us to do and release those issues in our heart or to clear up those valves that have been clogged and to just keep releasing, forgiving, releasing, forgiving and and, and loving and and allowing his oneness to prevail, you know, and, and to also to break up the routine. If things have become routine and dry, that God's not actually in that routine, he's in the there's healthy family routines. There's healthy routines for every structure, and that's good. But, but he's not for the stagnation that can come out of a routine when we're not allowing Holy Spirit to fully be in operation. Where, where there should be some change. There should be some. There should be some flow. There should be Holy Spirit encounters. We should be like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Not just what. I, what do I think I need to do today? Because there's a freedom in the way Holy Spirit flows that kind of. Moves us out, works us out of our ruts, and where He wants us to take new adventures, do new things, go down new roads, do things we've never done before. We can't keep doing the same things we've always done and expect different results. To get different results, we have to do new things. That's what Holy Spirit was saying to me. Sometimes these things become our life. They're stagnating for us, and we don't, we're not even enjoying them anymore. He wants to mess those things up. He wants to show us how to operate on a new wavelength where we can be pursuing the new and having new experiences. And just allowing His Spirit to flow through us like never before. And when He tells us something, we feel His heartbeat, we feel that knock on the door of our heart. Just to do it, and not to resist, but just to say, "Okay, God, that may be uncomfortable for me. That may be out of the ordinary for me today. But I choose to say yes to You." And as we choose to say yes, to Him, we allow His Spirit to flow in us like never before. And as I just began to say yes to the Holy Spirit, I began to the joy levels immediately began to just flow through me as I began to fully surrender and. I always loved singing songs to the Lord, but on that trip, Lord, the Lord started singing songs to me. And I began to hear His voice louder and clearer than ever before, and I began to realize we could be in constant conversation, was almost like we were in constant song. It was so powerful, the way that I experienced Him, you know, as I just chose to surrender. And when He said, let go, let go, when He said, you know, apologize, apologize, when He said, forgive, forgive, when He said, sing, sing, when He says, release, release, when He says, move forward, move forward. And it was just the power of obedience and allowing His Spirit to pour forth. And the moment I did that, there was such freedom and release. And even in, there was some obstruction as well and resistance in the house that I was invited to because some people were struggling with healing, not the lady, but people were, certain people were struggling with healing and wondering if God really, you know, could heal today. And were giving me a bit of, there was a little resistance but the Lord, even in that situation, really brought victory in that case as well. And it was just like in every case where the enemy tried to block up and bring resistance, how the Lord just brought breakthrough and victory. But it came, didn't come easy. It came as I surrendered. It came as I let go. It came as I chose to yield and say yes and say, "Okay, God, not your will, not sorry, not my will, but yours be done. You take over. This isn't my trip. It's your trip. This isn't my life. This is your life. This life isn't my song. It's your song." This isn't my heartbeat, it's your heartbeat. So whatever you want to do, just let me be a channel of your love and expression of your voice today. You just do with me what you want to do. And as I did, there was such flow, such oneness. I began to hear his voice on a wavelength that I have to say I've never quite heard before, where I lived in a constant conversation with Jesus. And it was so powerful. And I began to wonder, God, when I go home, is it also going to be the same? I hope that I'll be able to just engage with you this freely, you know? And I was worried that as I stepped back into the normal routine of life that things would be different. But even on the way home, you know, there were so many victories on that trip and so much beauty. Um, it was, you know, the, the true a true beauty for ashes. But on the way home even, there was so much favor where God shortened my trip. He allowed me to, 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 to hop another um, plane which made my, 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 my trip home even shorter. And it was just so powerful all the way home, and I came back with a new, with new eyes to see people in a new way, and with with a fresh insight, you know, into things and a fresh way to see life. And he just showed me the blessing and the beauty of life, how not to take things for granted, and how privileged we were actually to 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 be living in the blessing of the Lord to be living with all precious brothers and sisters, and to value people, to highly value people, to hold people as high, in high regard, because that's how he holds them, and just to really appreciate every single day, and live every day as if it was our last, and just really, yeah, just live in that a, a, a appreciation, high value of the gifts he's given us in others, and the gifts he's given us and many, that many blessings, and so I came back with a renewed vision, and, and, and seeing things differently, and I did what he said, and Myself and Chris, we 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 held a feast in honor of those that had stayed back by the stuff. We washed people's feet, and we really we honored them and we rejoiced with them. And we, it was just such a precious time. I remember some new girls had come to our center who began to work with us. Some of our friends from before, and when it came turn to wash their feet, they were like choking, and it was hard for them. But it was also so beautiful and. You know, those who know me know that it's like I'm not a feet person, (laughs) but the Lord just, you know, his love just washed over me and it was just like nothing. It was beautiful. It wasn't, wasn't hard at all. It was so precious and it was just so precious to be granted back life and blessings. And I just want to encourage you if you're going through difficulties, if you're going through what feels like the great resistance, if you're going through... Things coming up against you and you, you've, you're you you experiencing it and you don't know what to do. It's definitely there. You can pinpoint the areas of resistance, whether they be financial or circumstantial with others, things that you've been experiencing in life. I just believe that as you surrender and as you yield, God's going to bring such breakthrough and such great release and new heightened heights and new glorious victories and new breakthroughs and new life like you've never experienced Him before. And He wants to push the two of you together, Him and you, in so that you're just so you become one so you hear his voice more loudly and clearly than ever before and i just declare that you'll experience the glory of god as you begin to not resist but begin to yield through the resistance and begin to say god i don't understand what's coming up against me i don't understand what's happening around me but lord not my will but thine be done whatever you want to do with my life please do i just surrender and i yield everything to you the difficulties the hard places the things i don't, I understand and things that i don't understand This isn't my life, this is your life. I surrender every day to you. You take over and you do what you want to do in my life. And you have your way and you bring your victory. Because my life is your victory and your reward. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe as you do that, you're going to experience the greatest life change and breakthrough that you've ever experienced before because he wants to move through you. He wants to work through you. Like that scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being. He wants to live through you, move through you, have his live yeah, he wants to live his life through you. So he can, as you surrender fully to him, as you release and allow him to do what he's intended to to do through you since the very beginning, since the, before the foundations of the world, he will begin, I believe, you'll be, you'll begin to experience a radical increase of Holy Spirit's movement in your life and great change. And yeah, I just really believe he died to set the captives free. There's new freedom for you. This fresh freedom for you. Not freedom wasn't only for when you first got saved. Certain key points in your life, freedom and victory is for now in the hidden places. You can find him in the hidden places. You can find him in the in the, in the, in the difficult places. And I just believe he's come just to give you life and to and to carry you through. He doesn't always carry you over, but he, but he carries you through. And you can trust him to be all that to you and more. And I just declare you'll experience the glory of God greater provision, greater breakthrough, greater oneness as you surrender your heart fully to him. You're going to experience him on a level that you never have before. I just speak this over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.